Welcome to the podcast of Broadway Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and the preaching of Pastor Daniel Othman, a biblical church centered on Christ. Open your Bibles to the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 10. Exodus chapter 10, verses 21 through 29. We are actually looking at my favorite plague this evening. Happy Father's Day. It is it's, uh, the RA, the third Sunday here in June. Tomorrow here at Broadway begins VBS. We are excited about that. Looking forward to seeing lots of kids here learning about Jesus. Be praying this entire week for a mighty move of God as well as just the, um, the Spirit to just uh, soften the children's hearts as well as their families and help them see the need for responding to and finding a church home. We're looking at the plague of darkness, and there's two different scriptures we're going to look at this evening. In your Bibles, it's uh, Exodus chapter 10, verses 21 through 29, as well as Colossians 1, 9 through 14. And what's powerful about this is this isn't just any darkness. I love the phrase, it's a darkness that can be felt, meaning it was so dark you could actually feel the evil. And the reason why I like that today is I believe, that's, um, I believe that's our world, our culture we're living in now. Darkness is all around us. You can feel the presence of evil. You can feel, actually sense, something isn't right. So that's what we're going to be looking at here. Verse 21, the ninth plague. Now this is before uh, next week we wrap up everything. It's the tenth plague. And it's the Passover, the death of the firstborn, next, next Sunday night. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand toward heaven, and there will be darkness over the land of Egypt, a darkness that can be felt. Not just any darkness. It's one that you can actually... Now, at this point, say, why are we at darkness now? The locusts, the hell, the boils... They have just wiped everything out. The insects, there's nothing left in Egypt. It is, their land has been devastated. You know, it started out with just turning the Nile River into blood. Now their whole country, I mean, it's, it's gone. It is not the same Egypt. It is getting weaker because Pharaoh has such a hard heart. The Lord is hard as hard as well. Even his officials are saying, let, Pharaoh, let, let the people go. They need, to, they need to go worship. We don't have a country left. It's gone. They've killed us. It's like we've lost a battle to the Lord, and they have lost the battle to the Lord. But now they're just showing, here's a darkness. You won't even know your right from your left. You won't be able to see anything, no light whatsoever. And you can feel the darkness. So Moses stretched out his hand toward heaven, and there was a thick darkness throughout the land of Egypt for three days. Thick. No, no light. No moonlight. No sunlight. Of course, no electricity. They could not see. Total black. No, no opportunity to see what's even going on. One person could not see another. And for three days, they did not move from where they were. They couldn't even walk down the street. It was that bad. 
Yet all the Israelites had light where they lived. So Moses is making a con, or God's making a contrast. Where the land of Goshen, perfectly daylight, everything is normal. Nothing, nothing's unusual. The land of Egypt, total darkness that you can feel the presence of evil. And I believe that's what we're going to see here today in a little bit. I believe you can feel evil here in 2021. You can sense something isn't spiritually right in our country. People are not calling upon the name of the Lord. People aren't responding to the gospel. They're not obeying what God has said. Pharaoh summoned Moses and says, Go, worship the Lord. Even your families may go with you. Only your flocks and herds must stay behind. So now, remember last week, Pharaoh said, you can let now just the men go. Now he's saying, or he said the men can go, but the flocks and herds and the women and children, they have to stay behind. Now he's saying, okay, you go and you worship, and you can bring your families, but all the animals, the livestock, they must stay behind. What he's trying to do is, He's trying to make them leave something left in the land of Goshen so they return and come back. So they come back and, and get their stuff. Moses responded, You must also let us have sacrifices and burnt offerings to prepare for the Lord our God. Even our livestock must go with us. Not a hoof will be left behind because we will take some of them to worship the Lord our God. We will not know what we will use to worship the Lord until we get there. So they're basically, Moses is saying, you know what? We need to take everything we have, including the animals, to go worship because we're going to make some sacrifices. And we don't know what sacrifices we're going to make to the Lord until we actually get there. I believe there's some, uh, somewhat at this point, Moses is probably joking, almost not sarcasm, but just saying, you know, we're going out to the wilderness as you're standing there in pitch black darkness. And at some point, we will need our animals, but I don't know which animals, so just let me bring them all. And look what Pharaoh says. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he was unwilling to let them go. Pharaoh said to him, Leave me. Make sure you never see my face again. For on the day you see my, see my face, you will die. So it's the ultimatum. You're going to die. This will be the last time you appear before me again. As you have said, Moses replied, I will never see your face again. There it is. Moses says, if that's what you want, fine. After darkness, at this point, Pharaoh says, you come here and appear before me again. You will die. Flip over in your Bibles to the book of Colossians. Colossians chapter 1. Do you know, this here is a prayer. And I believe it's a prayer we also need here for our country. It's a, na- a prayer for our city. It's a prayer for just our nation and our world. We, we are in a spiritually dark time. We're, we're living amidst a time where people do not know the Lord. People are spiritually blinded, the Bible actually says. They don't know they're right from the wrong. Jesus even told us in the Sermon on the Mount, he says, you don't let your light be, have a basket placed on top of it. You need to let your light shine. People need to see, and they do need to see, 
that you are shining your bright light, you are boldly proclaiming the good news of the gospel. And it says here, Colossians 1.9, For this reason also, since the day we heard this, we haven't stopped praying for you. We are asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. This should be our prayer for our nation. This is a prayer to, to, to break through this darkness all around us. So that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, bearing fruit in every good work, and growing in the knowledge of God. Look at these principles here. Do you know somebody that's not living for the Lord? Do you know someone that is spiritually lost in darkness? Look at these principles, what he's saying. You want to walk worthy of the Lord. Is your life worthy of the Lord? Are you fully pleasing Him? That's who we live for. We please God. Are you bearing fruit like me? Are you actually seeing, says, Lord, I want you to use me. I want to be a tool for you. And are you growing in the knowledge of God? Growing in the knowledge of God is why we study this book. I want you to see spiritual growth. That's why we preach. That's why we teach. That's why we you are diligent in instructing people in the, strict, in the Scriptures. That's why your children at home should be learning the Bible. You want them to take that opportunity to be instructed in biblical truth. And I think the principle for us is, am I growing closer to Christ? Or am I walking around in this darkness? Dark, evil culture surrounds us. And we need to be delivered from it. So what happens here? Because we do this, we are strengthened with all power according to His glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, joyfully giving thanks to the Father, who has enabled you to share in the saints of the inheritance of light. There is a contrast throughout the Bible. Darkness represents evil. Darkness represents those that are basically living for Satan. And then the light represents the Lord. The light represents Christ. God said, let there be light. And there was light. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He shines bright so people can know how to be saved, how to turn to the Lord. And it says here, you need to practice this so you can gain endurance. Endurance is something, it's that strength building we need. Today's Father's Day. Fathers have to go through endurance. Say, so what do you mean endurance? Think about it. If you're a man, if you're a dad, you're raising children, you're working, maybe you're doing yard work, you're keeping the cars up, the house up. You know, hopefully you're just not sitting around at home playing video games, watching movies all the time. But it's just like literally there's a to-do list. You're leading your family in the Lord. You're leading them here at church. You're, uh, you're ministering. You're meeting needs. It's just like you wake up on a, a Sunday or a Monday, a Tuesday, and you've got a million and one things to do. And you know if you fall behind, you, that's just getting pushed off down the road. 
Christ calls us to this endurance. And we want to have a Lord, and we do have a Lord that gives us strength to make it through the day. God wants to raise up you as a godly father. God wants you as a father to be a bold witness for him. God wants you as a father that once your children, maybe or grandchildren, get to a certain age, you don't think, hey, I'm just done parenting them. They can now go to school. I'll let the school teach them. No, you're to instruct your children. You're to be their father, even when they're teenagers and young adults. It's the endurance of fatherhood. It never ends. The Bible describes God as a good and loving and faithful father. An enduring father, he struggles through his marriage. Even during difficult and tough times, he's there. He sees and helps meet his children's needs. He constantly wants them to be raised up and to grow spiritually. The gift of endurance is for fathers. And it says here, I the Lord, I give you, I give you the power for this great endurance, this strength you need. And while you're doing this, you have a good attitude. No one wants a complainer. It says joyfully, patient. I'm constantly giving thanks to my Father in heaven. And I think Christ is speaking to us, saying, you live amidst all this, this darkness here. It's an evil, wicked world all around us, but not you. You are different. You are mine. I've redeemed you from that domain. And look what the next verse says here. He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness. That is the rescuing ministry of Christ. Do you remember what? About a month ago, right here at this pulpit, right here, we ordained Dr. Raphael Jubin to the ministry. I read him this Bible verse because the ministry of, of being a pastor, being a minister, a gospel ministry involves being rescued from darkness. There is this darkness all around us and Christ wants to see folks rescued from it. Dads, you have to help save your family, not spiritually. You save them spiritually by pointing them with gospel, and Jesus saves them. You save your family by preventing them from destroying their lives, because that's what the devil wants. The devil came to kill, steal, and destroy. And we live in a dark world, and you fathers help protect them. It says here that not only does he rescue us from this domain, he transferred us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. This transfer means that once you were lost, you didn't know the Lord, but you received the transfer and you joined into God's family. In Him, we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Do you know what saves us? Jesus Christ saves us. He saves us by forgiving us of our sins. We have that, that's what it means to be redeemed. Redeemed people mean at one point, they stood before God, condemned, they trusted in Christ as their Savior, and they have been redeemed for Him. Are you saved? Have you experienced redemption? Redemption means you were stuck in this darkness. You were stuck in this ninth plague, and Christ came and pulled you out of it. You were chosen by the Lord. Christ wants something more for you. You know, we use that word chosen quite a bit. We see it all through Scripture. Chosen means... There comes points in your life 
where you want to throw in the towel. You don't feel like you have the endurance anymore. You don't, you don't have the strength that you once have. In Christ, God wants to remind you that I chose you. You're mine. You're in this dark valley. But you're, you're, the chosenness helps you continue on and respond to the Lord. I think what I love about this passage so much is I think this is the t- day we live in. We live in a time here in 2021 where darkness can be felt. It's all around us. You can reach out and see the pain, see the sin, see the distorted truth. And we have to be faithful in saying, am I listening to God's truth? This is scripture you want to learn. You need to understand that Moses, when he was told by Pharaoh, he says, don't appear before me again, he boldly says, okay, fine, you said it, I won't appear before you again. But there's still one more plague coming. And your family and your son's going to pay the price. At this point, everything in Egypt has been lost. And now Pharaoh is about to lose his son, death of the firstborn. Firstborn son dies through this, through these plagues. God loves you. God has a plan and purpose for you. If you are in darkness, if you are living in darkness, you can turn to Christ, the light of the world. I'm going to lead us in prayer. I want you to pray along and respond to the good news of God's light. God, I'm a sinner. I need your light. I need to be saved. Lord, I cry and call out to you. Lord, this Father's Day, I'm giving you my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for redeeming. I'm yours. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. I hope you are able to pray and receive Christ as your Savior. No better day than the day of Father's Day. God is a good father to you. Even if you had a bad father, a poor example in your life, we have a Heavenly Father that loves and absolutely commends and wants the best for His children. And you are a child of God if you've been saved. I hope the Lord blesses you. Be praying for us this week of VBS. It's going to be a powerful, powerful week. Pray for a mighty move of the Lord. God bless you. I will see you next Sunday.